So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. So, this one's gonna be again about the Icarus Deception by Seth Godin. There's gonna be more after the intro, as always. And as you may be still here, I'm a little bit fucked, you know, in terms of my voice, in terms of my whole system, a tiny little bit. Still do everything that I want to do and that I also... Please check out the description, or that description actually. Because there's a lot of free things that you can get. First of all, there is the link to the podcast because this is actually a podcast and a YouTube quote-unquote show. On the other hand, you're also going to get three things, as I said. For example, the free PDFs of the things that I've highlighted in this episode or in other episodes, if I've highlighted something, then it is going to be in a tiny PDF. You can download it and print it and share it and do whatever with it. And there is everything in this that I've gone through in this episode, which is pretty amazing because some people like to listen, therefore we're having a podcast. Some people like to watch, therefore we're having the YouTube videos. And some other people like to read things. And this is why there is also the free PDF. And there is as well some music, so if you do want to have some background music in this video, then please also check out the third link, or it's actually, I think, the fourth link, but third section, something like that. And there's also just different tracks to choose from, and they're all, I think, an hour long, so you should be fine. Everything should be fine, should be good to go. And yeah, enjoy the episode, and I'm going to see you. Quite have to do, like school stuff, working out, and now recording, obviously. Um, uh, but, but yeah, you know. But, but yeah, it is what it is. And let's actually head right into it. And let's actually just talk about it right ahead. Um, this time I've actually pre-highlighted everything that I want to talk about and everything that I thought was quite interesting. And I do hope that I still remember all the things that I had to think about while going through it. So so yeah, you know, I, I really hope. We, we have stopped there with the 24-foot high diving board. And I'm going to start reading there. The 20 foot, I'm sorry, the 24 foot high diving board, after that first jump, the deflowered leapers always do the same thing. They get out of the water, run to the steps, climb right back up and do it again. Safety zone adjusted, comfort zone aligned for now. And the opportunity is to make it a habit. Yes, and it, like in, in the first place or initially, I didn't really get it, <laughs> what he was referring to and what he was, was talking about there. But... Um, then everything was quite clear. The thing is, these people that are jumping off of 24-foot high dive boards and or just from a 20-foot uh, or 24-foot high or height place or whatever, you know what I mean, um, they jump down, they fall into the water, I assume it is water, it could also be something else, you know, but I assume it is water, and then they just uh, climb up again and they're doing it over and over and over again. You know, there's not like a lot of just thinking and there's seemingly also a lot of a lot of fear I would say I mean like initially there just has to be some fear I guess you know but but after you've done it we really get comfortable and we really just really indeed adjust our comfort zone which by the way can also be something that's quite dangerous and I've also seen it especially with certain things like this you know me jumping off of certain things and me just doing certain things and then getting really comfortable with it and maybe comfortable in a, in, in a way that I'm not going to then be too conscious about, not really consequences, not really conscious about consequences, but being a little bit like, well, you know, it's, it's, 
anyway gonna be fine. You know, whatever I'm doing is gonna be fine. But you know, then um, I tend to overdo it a little bit, which is you know turning out to not be a good thing because I mean, like you can still hit the ground in maybe this case, which is then not gonna be that good, of course. You know, but so just keeping an eye on this, I think, is very very important and very necessary as well. But but once we do something and after the first time we did something, we really indeed expand our comfort zone. And I would say that this is actually one of the the best quite examples for that on how we can do that or how we are already doing that. Um, well, yeah. The next point. Artists can't afford to be fragile. And fragile in this case, I think, um, weak... I would say it's just the best word to to use that, since you know fragile means quite a lot of things. Um, weak in terms of robust, um, but I think it is more like more or less like weak in terms of as not as it's it's not going to be that easy. And I think it is also something that a lot of people have seen, a lot of people see, and a lot of people also talk about that. If you're an artist, it is not quite of an easy thing, you know. Even though like. We all can be artists, and this is something that I think I've talked about in the last episode. But being an artist doesn't necessarily mean just to have a paintbrush and to do some design work and whatnot. But it can also be an artist when you're just uh, working with people. You can also then be an artist. Um, yeah, you know, I think it really just depends on how you think about the work that you're doing because artists artists do really think about the work in a different way than a worker does. You know, a worker does wants to to basically finish the work as fast as possible, whereas the, the artist, I guess, is just putting a certain amount of love and a certain amount of willpower and also energy into this specific thing, into this specific task that it is hopefully also going to be as good as it can be. And there's also something else that Gordon is sometimes referring to, which is when an artist or when an artist finds something new, then uh, he or she is going to put it out as quickly as this person possibly can. It's not going to be like, well, I just found a new recipe, I found a new thing. And by the way, a cook could also be, or can also be an artist. So if you find a new recipe and you can share it via your blog or via something else, then I think that you're probably not going to be like, well, I'm going to do it tomorrow. But you're rather going to do it right now. And it is also something that I've seen with some postings that I had, you know. Uh, on some days, I'm just going to design something and, and um, multiple things, even more than I actually have to do, just because I'm interested in whether something works out or not, or I just have an idea, or I had, a, I had an idea, and whatnot. And then sometimes I do something, and sometimes I make something that I think is really, really good. And just because I want to see how, this, how it is working, or if it is working, I'm just then going to post it the next day or as soon as I can, maybe even on this particular day as well, if I'm still having just the room for that, basically. But which is something that's quite interesting, you know, that artists, if they are making something and they're really proud of that, that they're not going to be like, well, I'm going to do this just in a year. They're not going to say that, you know. If they're finding something amazing, they're probably going to put it out right ahead. So, so yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't unusual for writers like Trollope and Dickens to write 40 or more books over a career while keeping a day job. You sat down and you wrote and then you were done. Starting at the 1950s though, when writing became godlike, when creating the great American novel had a lot of kami kamiwaza associated with it, the drinking started and so did the blocking. 
It was never easier to talk about making art than it was to actually do it. Oh, I'm sorry. It was easier to talk about making art than it was to actually do it. And I think it is still the case. Like talking about building a good physique is also way, way fucking easier than actually building it. Unfortunately, to some degree, because, um, yeah, you know, it is basically a great way to just talk yourself out of the whole thing and, and then just not doing it, which is not good, really not good. And, and I, I do right now want to share something and I think it is something that's pretty interesting. Um, the whole day, and I'm going to do it like this, the whole day I wasn't really in that of a good mood um, because as I said, a little, I'm a little bit fucked and I'm a little bit uh, like, um, I don't want to say ill because I'm not. And also because it, it, it actually has something to do with me, me accepting that, you know, and it is in general something that I do not want to accept and I'm also not gonna accept, which means that I'm not going to say that I'm ill, never, ever quite, unless I really am fucked, I really am just not good, then I'm probably going to say that. But if I'm just a little bit like, uh, I'm not feeling too good, I'm not going to say that I'm ill because... I do not want to accept it or I do not want to let myself hear that I think that I am ill, you know, because I believe that if I'm like, okay, no, I'm not ill. I'm just not feeling as good as I quote unquote normally do, then I'm going to maybe act in a different way or my body is also maybe going to respond to the whole situation in a way different way. But well, actually coming back to the original point up to the until I started the episode, I was really not feeling that good. And I always start feeling really good and also really open and really talky, you know. The whole day long, I haven't really been talking a lot, also, to, also not to my people, which is, you know, not, not necessarily something nice, <laughs> really not. But um, I kind of live up right now, which sometimes is, is even kind of the vice versa thing. You know, sometimes when I'm recording, then I just tend to be like sluggish and sluggish and whatever, because, um, yeah because maybe it is about what I'm talking, you know, maybe it is in this case also about what I'm talking about, but I'm not having too much to, to talk about left, so I just gotta have to be a little bit slower, I'd say, but, but yeah, I do want to look up Kamiwaza, because it is definitely one of the terms that Safkorn sometimes is using, and um, if you look it up kind of, then you're gonna find a video game, but it is probably not what he's referring to, oh yeah, that's super. No, Kami, and everything is a little bit slow today, I feel like. I have a feeling that it is a tiny, but I don't know why it is slow. I'm not having it too much open, to be honest, as well. So I think the next episode is going to be more of a reaction thing, you know, that I'm going to watch a video, even though this is certainly something that I haven't done quite often, and I'm certainly also not going to do it quite often. Um, sometimes I actually fear that I'm then going to get fucked in terms of the whole copyright thing. But it seems to be the case that there is some things that you can do by just showing like portions of it and, and whatnot. But Kami was, I do just still wonder why it is so slow today. Because it really is incredibly slow. Kami was, learn Japanese. The definition of cup, Kami was, um, divine work, miracle, superhuman feat, art, technique, or skill worthy of the gods, especially in sports, and Shinto ritual. Okay, does this make sense in the context of that? Um, American novel had a lot of kamiwaza associated with it. Something godlike? Technique or skill worthy of the gods? Yeah, okay, this he already said it became godlike when creating the great... Okay, yeah. Is it godlike, the American novel? Well, I don't know. We are drawn to connect with people doing art. They are us at our best. 
And as I'm thinking about it, I think it is definitely the case, you know, that, that an artist or being an artist is definitely kind of one of the best things we can be because it just shows and illustrates that we, first of all, care about the thing that we are doing, about our work that we are doing, and that we are maybe also proud of it so that there's also our name on this particular work, whether it is a painting, whether it is something written, whether it is like a good cake on it. Um, because if we are not, then you're probably not going to do that. And if you're just really unproud of the work you're doing, then it's probably also not going to be something that you're going to talk about and also like to talk about, especially as well. So, so yeah, and as I said before, like it is a completely different way to just to, first of all, work as an act, I'd say, and also to think and talk and whatever about your work if you're proud of it than if you're just doing it as an artist. Quite. And also, so yeah. And it actually is also something that's quite quite of a pity, you know, the case and or the fact that a lot of people and we all are doing a certain kind of work, but a lot of people are not really happy with the work they're doing in terms of like doing something every single day. They're not really, not necessarily proud. It might also play in it. I don't know, but they don't really like. And I think this is really like a, a bad thing to do and we should really not be doing this. Um, even though, like, there's two ways you can do something about it, I guess. You know, first of all, there is some things that we just naturally like to do. And doing something related to that, I think, could make sense. Not necessarily always, just also because if it is something that you really like and you think you really like, but if you're doing it just all the fucking time, then it could also lead you to thinking like, well, it is actually not that of a cool thing, you know? For example, me, I actually try to restrict myself from from playing games you know certain i don't know browser games and 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 stuff like that because i don't think that it is something productive on the other hand of course it is like maybe it could give me some off time you know from a kind of wellness and feeling feeling good perspective on but um but if you think like, well, I just also want to play or also want to be such a uh, streamer or a YouTuber that's only playing games and sort of gaming YouTuber, if you want to refer to uh, such a person like this, or I do want to be just a professional esports athlete, uh, it might seem cool, yeah, but I don't really know if it is something that we all, even though we think about it as something cool, also would like it if we would actually be doing it quite, you know, because... I mean, like, you're playing games all the fucking time and you kind of have to, you know, understand more, like, work than fun. And maybe the association with it is going to shift from, okay, it is something that gets me relaxed and uh, on a really hard day or at the end of a really hard day, I'm going to play a game of 2K or whatnot. Um, 2K16, 17, 20. Is it actually a 21 or 19? I don't actually know. I really am. Like, this is definitely something that's pretty interesting. Like, Nobody quite in Europe is playing any fucking basketball games or whatnot or Madden or something. There's just the majority of it is possibly FIFA, I'd say, like and Call of Duty, of course. But relating to sports games, it's probably be probably gonna be FIFA. Maybe some golf, but still like you know, not that much actually. But but yeah, you know, I don't know if playing games all day long is such a cool thing. <laughs> um, I think I wouldn't like it. Unless I believe it is something productive, quite. But I don't know. Like, yeah. Um, it takes confidence and guts to initially create tension. And 
I'm seeing tension in terms of what Seth Gordon is doing when he's talking about something and also when he's writing about something, then me not understanding everything at the first at first glance, basically, or just at first, after my first read, this is for me tension. I don't know if this is actually the tension that he's often referring to, but I kind of feel that it might be because it makes me... When I'm reading something that he has written, when I'm reading something that he wrote, and also when I'm listening to the podcast, I don't always understand what he's referring to and what he's talking about. And I think this is a way of of his tension. I don't know if this is something that you... Um, that you do on purpose and or intentionally do because because i don't know if this is smart i don't know if this is something that can that 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 makes sense actually for the end user but it is certainly a way to make people want more in terms of like okay if i just don't understand this maybe the next article might be explaining this a little bit more or it is just a way of of like it is something difficult but there is some people that seem to understand it since you know he has a following um, maybe this is also this kind of thinking there, you know, also being like a smart dude because I'm understanding what he's referring to and I'm understanding what, what he's talking about by maybe being in the circle and being just quote-unquote around him, just of course, uh, not directly, but yeah. Um, in a connection economy, the fearful are disconnected. They are the ones who are punished not by sinking but by being isolated. Yeah, yeah, quite, you know, and I mean, if you think about it, if it is indeed the connection economy, then being isolated is not really a good thing. And and by the way, just speaking about isolation, the internet and our possibilities to communicate with other people through the internet and because of the internet is, I think, one of the best contributions we're having at this point in time. And uh, it is, I think, also something that we really can be proud of, first of all, and second of all, also just just happy about I know that, that we're having it because, I mean, if this is excitation and it has been the case, like, let's talk about the Black Plague, then, um, I don't know, like, just staying at home would have been much, much more difficult, I would say. And I think, of course, like, people also didn't do it, and I can understand that, I really can, because, I don't know, sitting at home all day fucking long is not something that I can do, but because we're having a lot of entertainment and because we can do some work uh, with all the gadgets... I would say, and the internet that we're having, it, it becomes easier and, and also doable. And maybe even like a way to just also do it in the future. Not necessarily if something like this happens, happens once again, but I mean, like, I'm just at this point in time doing the whole e-learning thing. And I'd say that it is working relatively fine. Of course, I don't have my people around, which is something that's incredibly important for me as a person. For some people, it might be like, well... I don't really give a fuck if I'm in a classroom or if I'm sitting at home. Maybe there's also going to be some VR implementations where I'm basically sitting at home, but I am in a classroom, virtually. I don't know if this, is, if this makes sense or if this is just going to be something that's quite unnecessary in the end, but, but we could have the, the possibility in the near future. And, and th this is also something that I've been talking about to other people, like if you're having one good teacher, and if this one good teacher makes one video explaining this particular thing that's quite enough and if there are any questions you can do this just separately of course but explaining it per se and explaining it as such is i think just way more efficient if you just record a video and play it every single other year for every single class and as i said if there are questions then you can answer them 
But I don't know if it is if it makes sense to. Of course, you always have to. You also should be doing like this this video. You know, it should not be ten years old uh, or ten years old. I'm sorry. And this, of course, wouldn't also make too much sense since things are evolving, people are evolving, the ways uh, technology is working are evolving, and whatnot, like various different things. But but I think it is way more efficient, and it makes sense to do so. Well, yeah, the last one. If you're really, or is it actually, yes, it is the last one. If you rely on external motivation to be your best self, then you will have ceded responsibility and authority to someone else. You will be judged by how well your boss does at motivating you, not based on who you are. And this is something that David Goggins, uh, former Navy SEALs and former, like a lot of things, uh, also was talking about really quite often. And it is maybe, yeah, maybe I can say it is a go-to thing and go-to theme and topic that he uh, talks about and has an opinion on, I'd say. But he says that he's not listening to any music most often when he's working out because if you have to rely on music to just be motivated to work out, then it's not going to be a good thing compared to or rather than just relying on yourself and relying on your thoughts and whatever the fuck you're talking and thinking about as 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 motivation quite, you know? So that you can basically like, yeah, just make yourself motivated, basically, you know, and not having to rely on external sources like music or podcasts or whatever, and um, which you could also be attributing to or just using for meditation. Because I, for example, I'm always meditating with an, an podcast episode by Seth Godin most often. I've also tried it like in the recent days with something from, from Tim Ferriss. And yesterday I actually also did it with quite nothing. Yesterday I actually fell asleep or fell asleep, which really then pissed me off quite because I do want to have my meditation just also because the past days, or not yesterday, but today's Wednesday, like on Monday, um, I've had just, and also on Sunday, which is pretty interesting, I've had like really great experience with meditation, like really just having an intense feeling in my body, which has been something that's, that's quite amazing for me, at least, you know, um, but yeah, I think, well, ah, I've forgotten about something, you know, I've forgotten about like uh, the question of today, you know, but I know a question of today. I tend to forget about it, which is not a good thing. Quite, quite, like, quite, quite, quite. But I have to wait um, till it is working, until this thing can, can work. So, the question of today, what is the question of today? The question of today is, on what are you relying? You know, what is something that you're relying on? to just make you feel motivated, to make you feel good, to make you do whatever. It could actually also be drugs, you know, as I'm just thinking about it. But what are you relying on for certain things? This is the question of the day. And it's also going to be the last question because we're going to end the episode there. I've actually enjoyed the episode quite a, quite a lot. Um, I try to make the other episode, the next one, that I'm recording something else because I have to just do something else. I feel like I'm just always doing the exact same thing it's not necessarily just only something bad for me, but I think it is also like, okay, you can't expect like new things to happen if you're always doing the, the old thing, basically. You know, as a, just as a piece of the result or as a path to the result, basically. Well, yeah, 
I wish you the best health of happiness and also success and also hope that you're going to remind, remind yourself on how you're going to be remembered, which basically means your legacy and basically means just being a nice person and then being remembered as a nice person. And yeah, with that being said, the three other questions that I'm having for you are, why are you here? What are you trying to change and what is bothering you the most? These three questions are hopefully going to show you your purpose and maybe even a business idea. Well, yeah. Thank you very much. I really, really, truly appreciate that. And I'm hopefully going to see you the next time. So bye-bye.